Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Isn't God good, amen? I think for too long, so many churches have done church in terms of we've had our time of worship and we might have a meeting leader come up and host and and then, you know, we hear the Word of God and the Word of God is absolutely paramount and in a moment we're going to dive into the Word of God. But but right now, what we're actually doing is, is we're hosting His presence and leaving things open for the presence of God. Who sense... Who senses a real peace in the atmosphere here? It's like recognising the presence of God. And you see, when we have um, when we have somebody turn up to our house, and and let's say we've you know we're prepared, or let's say whether we've prepared for them and expect them to arrive, or they're a surprise visitor, you don't just keep on doing the washing and mowing the lawns, do you? You stop and you chat and you talk. Amen. Amen. And so this is this moment right now when we when we come to church and we have this moment together and and I think for far too long churches have um, it was a it was a buzz thing you know ten years ago when it was about being seeker sensitive I think and what that was all about was presenting church in such a way that people would understand how many know that sometimes God turns up and it's beyond our own understanding. Okay, and I think I think one of the biggest things that helps people recognize what is God and what isn't God is the simple truth that, in one, on one hand, it's beyond our understanding; on the other hand, it feels like home. And I think sometimes in these moments we do have to stop and we just have to say, "Welcome, Jesus." Welcome, Jesus. You're not a welcome guest. How many know a guest comes and goes? How many are glad some guests come and they go? (laughs) Present company excluded. But the truth is, Jesus is coming for a glorious bride and the glorious bride is the church. And the church is a building. The church is you and me. Amen? And He's coming back for glory. He's coming, friends. The Father knows the perfect time that Jesus is coming again. And you see, Jesus said this very one thing. He said, when the Son of Man comes again, will He find faith in the earth? You know where faith is built up? Faith is built up in two things, in the Word and in worship. Worship is hosting the presence of Jesus. So just at the moment, I just invite you, you may not be comfortable with this, but it's just like you're gonna receive something. Just place your hands out in front of you right now. You can still still be seated. And I just get a sense that the Lord is gonna give you a download right now. There's some people in the room that have been asking Him for something for a long time. I just get a sense that this year is the year of growth and it's a new season. It's not a season of decrease. It's a season of enlargement. Often enlargement comes through challenge. But enlargement and growth are always good. How many know that the Lord said that He would turn all things for good? All things for good. So He's the God of turnaround. And so Holy Spirit, we welcome You, not as a guest, 
we welcome You to have Your way. Jesus, we welcome You to have Your way. Yahweh, (laughs) have Your way. Jesus, our prayer is that we wanna be led by You. Holy Spirit, would you place a gift in each person's heart right now? Lord, let us be found as people hungry for you. somebody's heart's being healed at the moment. Somebody's heart is, I get a sense that there was a heart that was in, that's been enlarged and, I, and I'm saying a, a medical condition that heart's been enlarged. I just get a sense that that's just being reversed right now. All that inflammation is going away. I just get this sense that um, anybody who's dealing with the effects of inflammation that's causing pain, That's just being healed now in Jesus' Name. I know for a fact that there's been a lot of issues in the community with you know, bronchial tubes and laryngitis and um, um, you know, breathing difficulty and coughs and things like that. Lord, right now we just speak to that and we rebuke it and we command it to be healed in Jesus' Name. Be healed. Those who are dealing with that, be healed in Jesus' Name, both in the room and online right now. We just thank You right now for the power and the truth of Your anointing that is at work right now. Jesus, have Your way in our life. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. We are Your bride. We are Your church. Lord, I pray for every other church that's meeting right now that Your Spirit would be poured out upon them also, God. 
Lord, we ask for revival for this city of Melbourne, Lord. That your word and your truth is established in every arena. And so, Lord, we declare your righteousness, your holiness. And we ask for your fire to fall upon our lives, God. That Jesus, you have made us worthy. And Lord, fire always falls on a worthy sacrifice. So Lord, right now we just let go of everything that holds us back. Lord, we repent for holding on to those things. We lay it all down at Your feet, God. And we thank You, Jesus, for Your faithfulness. Lord, we thank You for Your kindness, for Your goodness. That Your kindness leads us to repentance that in this atmosphere, charged by the Holy Spirit, we would hear your voice and experience you more and more. And Lord, let it never end here, but Lord, each day, more of you, Lord, more of you, God. let your anointing just increase. As we open the Word today, let your anointing just flow through our lives. I thank you, Jesus, that you accept us exactly as we are, that we come to you. And Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. And we all said, Amen and amen. Hey, good on you. Thanks so much. What a beautiful time together. Amen. Hey, isn't God good? All right. <clears throat> I know that as, as, we, um, as we learn, uh, as we learn uh, about, you know, what God wants to say and what Jesus is speaking to us as we, as we grow um, in that atmosphere, I know that, uh, you know, we'll learn it how to respond more. Hello? You know, when I first started uh, showing an interest in Anna, I had to learn what she was interested about. Right? How many know that uh, um, if, if I didn't get to know that, then my interest wouldn't go very far? It's, it's a bit like that with the Lord as we, as we learn and as we grow and as we lean into Him. And uh, I just, I'm just so excited about what God is doing. Turn to the person beside you and ask them, are you leaning into Jesus today? And you can answer that if you like. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, or a good, a good diplomatic response is I'm learning too. How's that, all right? Praise God. Can we give the worship team a bit of a hand for, for leading us so well? Thanks so much, Sam. It's just so exciting. Well, thanks so much for joining us. If you've just joined us online, my name's Pastor Madam, both here with uh, Anna and my wife, with the senior leaders at Manningham Christian Centre. And it's just so great to have everybody here today on a wonderful Australia Day long weekend. And uh, a few people maybe got a last minute chance before the school term goes back to uh, get away for the weekend. Um, Josh and I were out early, I think it was Friday morning, and uh, I was looking at Maroondah Highway and there are just hundreds of full drives and caravans and tents on rooftops and carloads of families going off for the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah kind of made me want to go away for the weekend too. But uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here right now. Amen? Yeah, amen. 
Fantastic. So last week we um, continued the series Led by Jesus. And um, I would encourage you to check it out, but I'm gonna do a really, really um, quick and intentional recap of last week so that um, we're not all uh, starting this cold. But um, just before we do, um, it's, it's a real season of leaning in to the presence of Jesus, leaning in to knowing Him and to be known by Him. How many know that sometimes um, it is absent, it's not sometimes, it's all the time, but sometimes we need to be reminded that Jesus knows us better than we know ourselves. Amen? Right? And, uh, and uh, sometimes, you know, we, we want something or we ask Him for something and he, he might reply with, no, you're just not ready for that, as any good parent might say to their child. Amen? And so as we uh, dive into this, you can, the QR code, you can scan that QR code to get these slides live right now um, to your phone or your tablet uh, or anything like that as we follow along. Um, sometimes the slides come and go, but uh, you can scan that and access those slides at any time and any moment. And you may actually see some slides for next week, but don't go there. Only look at the first 11. You hear me? How many? Yeah, but you're actually going to look at uh, the coming weeks that are coming up. So, um, but anyway, check it out. Check it out. It's really cool. So we talked about last week, the funny thing is about some of these scriptures that we're looking at is that you can easily just read them as a matter of fact and just read them that they are just, oh, okay, that happened. But we have to actually understand the context of the what and why. Um, I know that everything that happens in the Bible often happens for a reason, either by default or, uh, sorry, by design or to show um, humanity and show how God works through people. I know that if I was King David, I probably wouldn't want my sins talked about openly in great detail to the rest of the world for the rest of eternity. Hello? And so, but why is all of that included? It is all, all of that is included to encourage us and help us understand and help us know that nothing, God works all things together for good. And if you're sitting here today thinking, oh, you know, I don't know how God can, can use me. I don't know what God's gonna do with my life. Let me tell you, let me assure you, you if you say yes to Jesus, then He will use you and use you beautifully. And it's not that you're gonna turn around and go, oh, I feel used. You're actually going to be encouraged. You're going to be healed. You're going to be made whole because that's how good Jesus is. And so the funny thing about this scripture is we can overlook it. And we started to talk about the fact that um, Jesus called the disciples and, and, uh, uh, and the circumstances around that calling. You can look that up. We looked at the fact that, you know, why Galilee? Why did Jesus start His ministry in Galilee? We know that um, He started His um, uh, Messianic ministry at around about the age of 30. And so where did He he live and what did he do for the first 30 years? We will often joke about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in modern, um, uh, you know, uh, people who, in modern ministry today, I, I want to be careful what I say because we're all in ministry. Okay, we're all, we're all called to be effective in the Kingdom of God. Amen. Effective mum, effective dad, uh, uh, effective in your work life, effective in the kingdom, all of that matters, right? But the truth is this, is that um, uh, uh, so many people that are called to ministry might do a couple of years training and then suddenly they're into full-time ministry. Whereas Jesus had 30 years of training and three years of ministry. <laughs> And so, and so we have to understand that during that time, Jesus was actually part of a Judean ministry that was taking place in the area and around Galilee. And Galilee was a beautiful place. It was fertile. It was um, uh, very cosmopolitan. There were lots of different nations there represented there because it was a, 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 um, a, a busy port. It was a busy place of uh, um, a, a, a trade. It was a major trade route through there. And they said, remember what I said about the plants? It was said of that place that any plant would grow. 
How cool would that be, right? Yeah. Right, and, uh, and it was just a, an amazing climate to be in. So Galilee was actually about 20 towns in total. It wasn't just a small little place. And so then we started to talk about the fact that at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he uh, started, he, it didn't, he started something new. It's like he turned a new leaf and the Holy Spirit prompted him and he was led by the Father and he began to preach this very, very important statement and this very important thing. And he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And that statement of is at hand is it's literally, it's within reach. All you need to do is lean into it. All you need to do is reach out. All you need to do is say yes to Jesus, all right? And so this is the point. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, repentance can be a kind of ugly thing sometimes, isn't it? Because it's like I'm coming to terms with everything, everything that I've done wrong. But let me help you in that. And it's really this, repent is simply this. It's going one way and then I'm gonna repent and I'm gonna turn my back on all of that and now I'm gonna go walk in a different way. That's what repentance is all about. And I think it's important, important to remember that repentance is, is uh, uh, turning back on everything that's rubbish in your life. Who, who doesn't want to, who wants to stay in their rubbish? <laughs> Not me, <laughs> right? And, and, and knowing that, that when we turn our back on the rubbish things in our life, the Bible also describes it, Paul des, the Apostle Paul describes it as that we've missed the mark. That we've missed the mark, we've fallen short. So, um, uh, our son Josh has shown a little bit of an interest in uh, archery. And uh, archery is, is, well, it's a bit like working with a loaded gun. You've got to understand that once you put that arrow in and you pull that thing back, wherever you release it, that's where it's going to go. <laughs> Right, and uh, so um, yeah. Friday morning, we went out early one morning. We found a safe space uh, to uh, to start to learn how to use this thing, and um, and so they were just practice arrows and stuff. And 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 I, it's always the first shot is always a bit of a tester. It's like your first child. You're just still trying to work it out, right? Is that right? Oh, they can't swim, right? Like it's, it's like, ah, oh, you know. And anyway, the first shot went and that string hit his arm and he danced around like a merry-go-round because it hurt so much, right? He had an arm guard, but it wasn't in the right spot. And I didn't laugh. I just said, there, there, son. Now let's do that again, right? And so, you know, it, it's, like, it's like, you know, he, he, he started that thing off. Now, the first few arrows were just sort of working out where the heck I'm aiming and how to aim this thing. How many know that the first few arrows did not hit the mark? Right? And anyway, the wind started to pick up and this bit of cardboard that we're aiming at, um, you know, started blowing around in the wind. And you see, God's not like that when He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven doesn't move around all the time while He's saying, catch me if you can. That's why we have to understand that that, that truth of that is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not blowing around the wind. It's not running around the corner. See if you can keep up. Where does the kingdom of heaven reside? The kingdom of heaven resides within our life and within our heart, within who we are. We are the ark or the carrier of His presence. The presence is not in a building. There are places of where we might feel connected with God more, i.e. a church or a special place or a, or a special you know, room in your house where you might pray regularly or, or something like that. But it is only a vehicle of where you need to be in order to connect more with the Lord. You are not a little mouse running around in a maze trying to catch the cheese and then you say, who moved my cheese? The kingdom of heaven is 
Hello? And you see, we need to understand and we need to reflect each day. And I want to encourage you with that is that you need to tell your soul, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm turning my back on all of that and I'm coming into this glorious place where Jesus has perfectly placed me. You know where that place is? Exactly where you are. I often say this, ask this question, do you need to have a shower before you have a bath? Some people do, Cal, you reckon? Some people need to have a bath before they have a shower? No, the point is you're getting clean, whatever what's going on. And that's what the Lord is leading us into. He's leading. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Hello? And so here, here, Jesus introduces this thing. Remember that John the Baptist was preaching something similar. John the Baptist was actually preaching, prepare the way of the Lord, be baptised in water. Prepare, he's a voice in the wilderness saying, prepare the, ye the way of the Lord. And the next profound thing that the Word of God reveals to us is that Jesus started to say this. As soon as he went through his 40 days of fasting, he, sorry, he was baptised by John, and then he went into 40 days of fasting. He was tempted by the devil. I was reminding our kids this week, what did Jesus use to combat the enemy? The Word of God. Hello? How many know the enemy would love nothing more than to take you out? Not out to dinner. Might start with that. But he loved, and we combat the enemy through the word of God. Even Jesus quoted scripture and corrected. I mean, the devil knew. Lucifer knows scripture. But when we operate in authority, we come against the enemy. And the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Hello? This is good preaching. And so... Jesus was tempted and then shortly after there he starts to say this profound statement, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand and it was in this Galilee region. And so last week we sort of stopped at this point and the fact that there are two kingdoms that we are always, uh, I'm not gonna say battling with, I'm not even gonna use the word contending, but the reality is, is that we, we have this choice of these two kingdoms. And one might think, well, you know, it's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. No, 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 this is not some Marvel movie. This is not Lord of the Rings where it's Sarum and Frodo, right? You're not Frodo and you're not Sarum, all right? I've seen some hairy feet in the room though, so. But we have to understand that there are these two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of heaven that we have this choice and the choice starts with repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or we have man's kingdom. Now we have to understand that man's kingdom is a kingdom that is filled with, filled with fleshly desire, that its origin and its power is in sin and that power and authority is given over to the enemy. The Bible describes the enemy as the prince and the power of the air. But he only gets authority when we renege the authority that was put in us originally. Remember in the book of Genesis, God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply and have dominion. Why would the Lord say have dominion in a perfect garden of Eden? unless there was something to have dominion and authority over. (laughs) Lucifer and the demonic entities that were cast out of heaven 
I didn't plan on saying any of this, but it's important to note and reiterate again, they were present on the earth at that moment and at that time. And so when Adam and Eve came in, it was God's plan that Adam and Eve, through, the, through maintaining holiness and a sin-free life, would have dominion over those that were present on the earth. I'm not going to dive any further into the book of Genesis with this, but it's very clear. And so in this moment, when sin entered the earth and sin entered the, entered the world through, <coughs> through man, then that authority was transferred. But praise God, when Jesus died upon the cross, that authority was ripped out of the kingdom of darkness and into Jesus. Jesus holds it. And what happens is that when we live a life, a repentant life, leaving and turning our back upon those things and we step into the kingdom of heaven and we lean into the fact that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we start to walk in that and we believe it and we profess it over our life and we profess it over our family's life, then the, the creative power of those words, the authoritative power of those words through the power of the Word of God and through the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, then starts to translate that we turn our back on sin, we turn our back on the, on the fleshly desires of man and we start to press into the desires of actually what we were created for. We weren't created for death. How many know death sucks? It hurts when, when we experience death, isn't it? Right? This week I've really missed my dad for some reason. Probably because it's coming up to his, what, third, third anniversary, I think it is? It just was. It just was. Okay, there you go. In a few days, thanks. And so, and so you know, the, the, there's this moment of where we go, you know what, I don't think we were designed to experience death. Guess what? We weren't. We were designed to live in the Garden of Eden to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth. Now, how many know that, you know, death is swallowed up in victory, the Bible says. Death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? Why? Because the Lord has given us eternal life for when we say yes to Him. Amen? Yes, this body might, you know, might break down. And yes, this body has a limited life. But our spirit is made alive. Our soul is made alive. And, and the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. How exciting is that? That's why death has no power over us. See, friends, two kingdoms is man's kingdom is surrounded by selfish desire and death. Friends, heaven's kingdom is eternal life in the atmosphere of love and power and purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. I love what the book of Mark says and he interprets what Jesus said. He said, the kingdom of heaven, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent and believe the good news. How many have gone through their life sometimes and I know I've done it and, and you know, I, I can be, I can be a cynical person from time to time. Normally I'm a cynical per person about people. Right? I believe in you. But sometimes there's this underlying thing that when we, when, we look, when we experience life and when we experience people and we see some people come and go, how many know that not everybody does what they said they'll do? And so what tends to happen sometimes is that we, we get into this place of unbelief and it tends to weed its way into our life and that unbelief robs us of certain things. It robs us of faith, especially when it comes to the Kingdom of God. 
And so this unbelief can come in and we stop believing in the Lord. We stop believing in the Word. We stop believing in the people around us. And, and, and whilst at times people will let us down, I will probably let you down. I probably have let you down from time to time. But friends, when we walk in repentance, we walk in forgiveness. When we walk in forgiveness, we start to walk in belief. When we walk in belief, we actually start to turn our back on unbelief or disbelief. And this is why Mark said these words, the kingdom of heaven is near, repent and believe the good news. Believe the good news. Believe the good news. What is the good news? The good news is the kingdom of heaven is near. Hello? And I think sometimes it comes to this place of where, Lord, help me believe. I love what the disciples often said. Lord, help our unbelief. What that actually means is help us believe. Hello? Man's kingdom is where sin rules. Heaven's kingdom is where we are made healed and whole. Amen? Last week I asked the question of do I desire Jesus above everything else? Do I desire Him above everything else in my life? Friends, it's such a helpful question. It's such a question because it deals with self. Man's kingdom will always say, do more of what you love. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a passage in Scripture that can be read two ways. There's a passage in Scripture that says that God gives us the desires of our heart. It's in Psalms. God gives us the desires of our heart. Of our heart. How many have been in a bad relationship once? And at the beginning of that relationship, you might have been, God, I need her or him. I want, that's the one for me. She's the one for me. Anybody relate? Am I the only one? Maybe. He's the one for me. I thank God that God said no. And you might turn back and say, look back at the years over and, and you might want to admit it, you might not. And go, praise God, I dodged that bullet. So that scripture might be, you give, me, you give me the desires of my heart. I desire this tree. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the desire of my heart. But it's flipping useless down at the beach. It's not useful at all, is it? It's not part of God's design for my life. There's one way to read that scripture that says God gives us the desires of our heart. But if you're living for yourself, how many though that the, desire, the, the desires that you might desire can destroy you? If you are doing more of what you love with yourself at the centre of who you are. There's another way you can read that scripture. The Lord gives me the desires of my heart. Friends, when we live a life submitted to Jesus, when we live a life led by Jesus, when we live a life leaning in to Jesus, what happens is that our desires start to align with the purposes of heaven. Our desires start to align with what God is doing in our life. Our desires actually start to reflect His purposes and plans for our life. And it's like these desires start to 
uh, be presented and reflected through our decisions, through our motivations, through the why we do what we do. The why we get up every morning, the why. Why? Because he is releasing the desires within our heart. And how many know that when our desires align with his desires, the power of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is thus aligned with our life and we start to walk in the full power of the kingdom of heaven. Friends, I think too often we miss the mark. We send out a few practice shots. We allow unbelief in and it robs us of the realisation that he is aligning us with the very power and the authority of heaven. He is aligning us with the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said that he must leave so that a helper comes. Who's the helper? Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit comes along. And he's not just the comforter, but he's the helper. He's the one that comes beside us. He's the one that breathes life into us. He's, he's the one that we lean to and we say, and, it, and it's like this, good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way in my life today. Help me, not just get through the day, but help me achieve great things for you today. Is that a good prayer? When does the choice for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of man ever stop? It doesn't. It's every day. I wish that I could stand here and say that I live a completely selfless life for the kingdom of God. I know that comes as a surprise to you. It never stops. The choice is always. The choice is always that we take up our cross and we follow him. And I put that flame in the middle because we don't do it in our own strength. We don't do it on our own. We do it through the power and the life-giving reality of the Holy Spirit the fire of the Holy Spirit that is at work within our life. Friends, this is a simple message, but it's true and it's powerful. Jesus said, take up your cross. The truth is, without the cross, there's no true repentance. We can't turn our back on self. The Apostle Paul goes on to say that we are crucified with him. <laughs> crucified with Jesus. Do you know what the good news is? that if we accept Jesus and we're crucified with him, in the same way that we're crucified with him, we are raised with him in life. We are seated with him in heavenly places, the Apostle Paul goes on to say. Friend, is that, is it, is that encouraging for the season that we're in right now? Is that encouraging because knowing that, you know, you're not some broken down bride of Christ? Because he's coming back for a glorious bride. He's coming back for a people who are strong. He's coming back for a people who, who are living their life with the truth that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When the kingdom of heaven is at hand, you can lay your hands on it. You can walk in health. You can walk in healing. And if you, can't, and if you don't see healing today, 
And if you don't see healing tomorrow, continue to lay hold of it. Lean into Jesus. If you don't see breakthrough and answered prayer today, continue to lean in. Because perseverance produces patience. And patience always produces the goods. Perseverance always produces the goods. I'm going to end there. But I want to end in a way that helps you respond well today. I'd love to, I, one thing that I, that I see with so many, um, so many churches that, that, that I wanna see the people of God more effective in their living. How many wanna be more effective for Jesus, right? And, and that, it's a, sometimes it, it feels like a tough call. I wanna be effective. And often you don't know the effect unless you measure it. <laughs> and sometimes, I wanna assure you, sometimes in the kingdom, it's hard to measure it. True. Sometimes in the kingdom, it's hard to measure the effect for the kingdom in your community, in your family. You might say, Lord, I've been, I've been praying for this person for a long time. I want you to know the effect of it. Often you find out the effect because you, there are people all over this room right now. I know for a fact, because I know that, and I've heard the stories and I'm encouraged by it, that have prayed for family members for decades. And I know that there are people who are now followers of Jesus Christ because that person prayed for them for decades. What I wanna say to you is this, don't give up wanting to be effective in the Kingdom. Don't give up on what God has laid upon your heart. Don't give up upon those desires for the kingdom that you have. And every single day, make that choice. Lord, I want the kingdom of heaven and not my own. I wanna see love in the community. I wanna see the power of your presence every single day of my life. Help me lean into you, Jesus. Help that take great effect in your life. So I'm just, would you just stand with me now? And we're just gonna pray. And then I'm gonna hand back to Kelly and she's gonna tie off a few things. But would you, would you stand in faith right now and just, and just say, Jesus, I wanna be more effective. I wanna be more effective. You know what, there's no condemnation in that. It's just leaning in each day. Lord, I lean into You. Help me be more like You. Help me know You more and more. Release Your presence. The truth of who You are. The effectiveness of Your Word in my life. Thank you for this desire in my heart. Lord, I submit this desire to you. Help me be authentic. Help me be sold out. 
Jesus, I desire you more than anything. There might be people in the room right now that you say, yeah, I need to turn my back on a few things. Again, it's that choice. There's some people in the room that have given up on things that you've been believing the Lord for. I just see life being breathed into those things again. Now, just in this moment, I just invite you just to pray, Holy Spirit, help me lean into your kingdom. Help me learn and grow. Help me be effective. That I would give you all glory, Jesus. Have your way in my life. Oh, you're awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your savior, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.